Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is... Justin. Welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, friendship, and fitness as a whole. Justin's been down for the count, and actually, I was as well. We were both sick last week. I don't know what happened to me. I woke up one morning, and I threw up. Never ran a fever. I... Mm. No, as a matter of fact, I did have things out of both ends just on different days. <laughs> um, but I only threw up once, which is a bonus. And it just, it took everything out of me. As Justin, I know it did you as well being sick. It was horrible. Having COVID now, I think it was my third time. I kind of knew the symptoms. I knew immediately what it was. And by day three, I took Vicks Vapor up. I couldn't smell it at all. And Keller's like, how can you breathe? Like, I'm holding it to my face. I'm like, I don't, I don't smell anything at all. She's like, oh, God. And I'm like, yep, I definitely have COVID. Did that sensation come back? Can you smell again? Yeah, but it's weird. Usually, I'm craving something. I'll want something to eat. I want nothing. I'm having to actually force feed myself, not because I don't have an appetite. I'm hungry, but I have nothing I want to eat. It's driving me nuts. Did you lose your taste? I don't know if I lost it. It was more of a... I guess things tasted just slightly different. I'm not a big sweets person, but my God, I was craving danishes. And I'm like, you know, Interesting. like I was craving sweet stuff. So what you're saying is your gross shakes didn't taste very good to you? So here's a great example, since you're speaking of that. And this is the same smoothie I've made for about a year now. Same recipe. This tastes crazy sweet to me now. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's gotten better over the days, but like on, it's Wednesday today. So on Monday, when I made it, I almost couldn't drink it because it was so sweet. And I'm like, it's the exact, I, I measure it. So it's all like, there's, everything's the exact same. Nothing has changed. I remember I was riding my Peloton. And when I clipped in, I was like, mm, my stomach's a little queasy. So I put it off a little bit. And then when I finally clipped in and I was riding, I had about 20 minutes left in my ride. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up. And if I do, what? Am, where am I going to throw up at? You know, I'm holding my towel. I guess worst case scenario, if I can't make it to the bathroom. I mean, what do you do, right? But I will tell you, I finished my ride. I did an arm workout. I stretched. And I didn't throw up till actually I was putting Abba to bed. And I was like, hold that thought. I'll be right back. <laughs> this is not advice either of us espouse on a typical basis. We're like, listen to your body, do everything else. You're powered through. I've powered through all these things. So next time, I think we both need to listen to our bodies more. <laughs> and I, I mean, I listen to my body just hours later. So my brother, anytime I get sick and I do something crazy afterwards, like I go running or I go weightlifting or go to a class or whatever, he's always like, Jesus, Justin. Scolding I you? Headache. Well, he's scolding, but he's also just like, dude, how can you be so stupid at your age? Like, how do you still see doing this dumb stuff? So Steve, when you listen to this episode, realize that I thought about that when Kim said her stuff and I'm realizing myself, I understand how you feel now. You know, it's easy to see it in someone else, right? And then when you see it in yourself, you're like, oh, no, it's no big deal. But then you see someone else like, why did you do that? And you're like, well, actually, I would have done the same thing. This is true. It's like, do as I say, not as I do. Yes. We've said that before. You ready to dive into today's topic? I am. I'm really excited about this one. I just have to tell our audience, for one, we don't pre-plan our episodes at all. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about. We will throw ideas around about, hey, what's this episode going to be about? And that's what we go into. None of it is scripted. I had been thinking about people who had most influenced us on our fitness journey and how we got to where we are because of them. So I threw this by Justin and he jumped all over it. So we're super excited to discuss who our influences was, who motivated us to get where we are now with our fitness journey. What really got me excited about it was I started thinking, because I don't usually think way back to elementary days. 
But the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, we'll talk about it in a second, was this individual. And I got so excited. And then all of a sudden yesterday when you're like, let's talk about it, I'm like, yes, today is the day to do this. So I'm more than excited. And because it was your concept at first, I want to give you the, the, the chance here to kick us off. Uh-uh. Nope. No? You you started it off with the person who you thought back to elementary, which was a very long time ago for you, and who influenced you to take it. Absolutely. So it, it's going to probably sound weird, and uh, thank you for letting me do this. So she was actually my third grade or fourth grade teacher. I don't remember. She always would let me do whatever I wanted to in terms of if I had a question or whatever, she let, you know, she'd answer it directly. And then when I was thinking about getting into swimming and everything else, she always was like, Justin, you can do anything you set your mind to, just go do it. And being, I don't know, whatever that is, like eight, nine years old, to have someone that was always there, I mean, with anything, like when I was sucking it, uh, I played soccer back then. And, you know, you I got frustrated when I'd lose. And she'd be like, just, you'll win again. It's, it's a one-off thing. And so I want to say thank you for giving me not only the self-confidence, but the ability to see past those little moments of, down and say it's temporary and you'll get another shot at it. And I think that's been really instrumental for me because I, I mean, one, it was the first person I thought of when this popped in my head. And secondly, I think I, I've actually benefited a lot from just that very, very simple, you know, nine months of being with her. So thank you. What grade did you say she was? It was third or fourth. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I have to ask my mom or look in my yearbooks. For you, who's yours? I'm going to give it to my parents. Both of my parents, my dad was a jogger. I mean, he would get up and he would run. He would go for jogs. And I I never understood it. And still to this day, I am not. You, you know that. But even if I wanted to be, especially with the MS, it's just not my journey because my foot drags. He would always get out and he would go jogging. Then, I mean, we'd go to the lake. He would, would water ski. And he was so good at water skiing. To watch that was incredible. He even broke his hip. And he broke his hip water skiing, actually. Just seeing him on crutches and just him coming back from it. It was pretty amazing. And then my mom was, are you ready for it? Dying. She was a ja- she was a jazzercise instructor for a little bit. I which is dance aerobics. That. Yes. Yes. And I remember going to her classes and I would sit in the very, very back because they had daycare and everything. And I'd sit in the very, very back and I would watch her. And actually, I would get up and do some of the routines with her behind everybody where nobody could see us. I mean, it just watching them always move and to be motivated. And now to this day, I mean, they walk, they walk miles. And I mean, it's crazy how active they are as far as just what they go for a walk every single day. It's pretty amazing. Awesome. First of all, it's, it's really cool. When you say they still go on walks and stuff like that, how old are they right now? They are 70. I have to think they're 72. They'll be 73 in November. See, that's awesome. So my parents, like my dad's sport was bowling as a kid. So, I mean, that's kind of the really, yes, neither of them were very athletic people, but they never discouraged me. And they always encouraged me in that regard to be athletic. So I don't know where I get it from because there's not really a a link. My uncle did swimming for a bit, but that's really the only, like none of my relatives are really big into that. So my family, they supported it. They were big into it. They were always there for me at the events. They never moaned, like all that stuff. But for me, 
it came naturally to want to do this stuff, but I wouldn't say it originated with them. They took us on hikes. That was a big thing that they did. They loved those. But running and stuff like that, no. I think running was a four-letter word in my house. You guys want to go on a bike ride? Uh, so I admire that. And I try to do that for my kids now. But I think that's really cool your parents were. It was pretty awesome. Well, and then as a young kid, I played soccer. I loved soccer. And it, I mean, it was fun. And then when we moved up to Wyoming, I still continued to play soccer, got on a traveling team. And then I started playing softball. And I played softball for years. See, that's so cool. My mom on Monday sent me a care package that had a bunch of stuff for my youth in there. And one of the things she sent was this cutout of some of the swim meets and stuff that like in the paper, they used to post who did what, like where I ranked and, and stuff. It was really How fun. Cool. So she, yeah, I thought that was, I had no idea that she even saved that crap. I was really touched like on Monday to get this package. It was weird. It was from early 90s. Like she had, I think it was the 94 fall of 92 in the spring of 93 or something like that. And there were about seven or eight articles in there and it showed where I ranked and my times. And she even had when I was on relays and stuff. It was really fun. So it was, it was kind of neat to see. That is cool to see. So Your mom's again, pretty awesome too. So I get that. She's pretty bad. Absolutely. But I definitely think so. My brother played chess and he swam a little bit. He, he's not an athletic guy. Like he likes, he goes, he works out now, but he's not, you know, he would never just go on a run. You know, he wouldn't just go swim in the ocean for all day like I would or whatever. So it's funny because I'm really the only person that does that in the family. And it's it's weird now because like we'll still go on family vacations. Usually about once a year, we all mom and Steve and I will all try to do something together as a family. And I still run them ragged. Neither of them will go on trips with just me because I wear them down too much. Okay, Steve, it's your turn. No, mom, it's your turn. We get up at tag 6 and go to bed at 10. Yeah, exactly. Tag, tag your it. WWE rules. I've talked to your mom. <laughs> and so it's important. So thank you guys for supporting me in that. So you swam. You were a swimmer. What strokes did you swim? So my primary stroke was backstroke. That was the one I was known for that I actually ranked in state and then going to try out for the Olympics for and stuff like that. So but my second stroke was breaststroke. Uh, so yeah, those are my sports. And swimming was my was my my love like that was that was the thing that I absolutely loved it was weird though I went to college and I gave it up I did crew in college for a year and then I, I gave up pretty much all those sports and took a different approach so for you I know soccer was a big one I know softball was were those your two big go-tos well okay that's what I played when we lived in the states when we moved overseas I did it all well I swam too when we lived in the states but when we moved overseas, I did volleyball and basketball and soccer. And I mean, any sport that I could play, I did. I loved it. I was always active. I have found that I prefer a sport where I can knock you down. <laughs> Stunned. Stunned yeah, by that. Shocking, right? So a volleyball was not my sport. I honestly, I don't even think I was good at volleyball. But I mean, if I could play against you in soccer, I, I, I mean, I loved it. See, that's, I loved it. And that's part of what I think for me, like if I reflect on this for a second, that really hit home with me that I loved the most was swimming because it was it's the most of all the sports that I played. It was the most pure in terms of it's me against everybody. So if I swim against right. you and you're my team, I'm against you. Like there's no one that can help me. There's no backup. I am on my own. I have to make this happen. And I love that aspect of it because it's like soccer. You know, you go against somebody and you take them down. You're like, Ooh, yeah, suck it. And it's that great feeling yeah. of bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's one of those things that I've never been able because I've met many people that don't have that in them. I find it unrelatable to not be that way. 
Do you find right. that? Yes, yes. Especially because I am crazy competitive, crazy competitive. I remember one time we were in Egypt and we were playing against a team that was from Egypt. And I'm telling you, no way were these kids, these girls in high school. They were huge. Like they were massive. And they, I mean, I, they were, I mean, knocking you all over the place. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, okay. Well, I wouldn't say definitely I got, I was going to say it wasn't intentional, but um, it was. I did get back at one of them. She knocked me down and I not, fell. I did a somersault and popped right back up. And I, I was so furious. My coach pulled me out like that. She's like, Kim, come out and calm down, cool down. But I was crazy competitive. See, so something similar happened to me. So one time we were playing a team from Mexico and they'd come across the border and we would go back and forth each year. This is way before the border is what it is today. Like you could, didn't even need a driver's license. I mean, you could just drive whenever you want. Anyways, they came up and they were a very aggressive team. In the U.S., there's a lot of rules in terms of you can't fly tackle. You can't check somebody. I mean, there's a lot of rules. These guys forgot them all. So my coach uh, during halftime, and this is another person that really has been instrumental in my life, pulled us all down and you could tell I am flustered. I'm like, I'm going to actually get into a fist fight. And for those that don't know, I'm only 5'9", and at this time, maybe 140 pounds. <laughs> I was just a string bean, but I'm really aggressive. And so we went out there and he's like, Justin, you got to control your anger. So finally, this guy comes in and slides tackles me and I get up and I look at him and it just kind of did the same face he did. I'm like, okay, all right, good. So he's a midfielder and I'm a forward and I literally, I don't have the ball. I don't have anything. I'm running as hard and as fast as I can. And he just sees me coming. He's like, what are you doing? Like, you can just see in his face. Like, what's this guy doing? And I shucked him with my shoulder so hard. It dislocated his shoulder. I ran into him so hard, he spun in the air, he lands, and you see his shoulder, like, it's just flopping there like this. And I go over to him when he's on the ground, and I spit on him, and I said, F you to him. Justin! Oh, oh I mean, my he, goodness! They threw me on the bus so fast. I mean, uh, the whole stadium, like, everyone started coming down out of the stands. They descended on the field. We had to leave the game because huge fights were erupting. And this kid like ran off the field like that. And he looked at me and goes, you cannot play again until you get your attitude in check. So I had to take the rest of the year off. I never got to play another game. I had to get my attitude in check. I never did that again. And I regret doing it hugely. But I admire him for, he didn't say anything to me. He knew that I knew it was wrong. Of course, the team members were like high-fiving. Everyone's like, yeah, way to go. You know, like we're a bunch of dumb. Absolutely. But he had the foresight to say, look, you know, you disappointed us me you disappointed the team we could have won fairly you decided to not play that game you got us ejected you cannot play the rest of the basically the year and i had to try out and i had to do everything again it was crazy but it was a great you learning. were definitely did not have sportsmanship there and that concludes today's episode of the fitness manifesto hey guess what justin what jim this is only part one we have another episode coming after this, where you will learn more. Shut your dang face. Yes, shut the front door, right? As all the cool kids say. As the only the cool kids say. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a great bout between Kim and I. And um, more importantly, who wants to stop this fun train? Because I don't. Exactly. There's more to come, y'all. Make sure to check back. I know you guys enjoyed it. And Kim, I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is. Yes, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. And stay tuned for the next episode.